This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. What's up, everybody? I'm Big Lovin', and this is Don Dellis Nooch. Welcome to the Escape Pod, episode 66. Order 66, Jedi Fall. Yeah, bitch. Clankety-clank, bitch. How you doing, brother? Uh, relieved to get out of that helmet. That was kind of hot. It's I was warm. breathing I was breathing a little heavy. Yeah? I was breathing a little... I was thinking when we go to cons, I think I'm taking them blue lenses out. Yeah. Yeah, because it's not. I, they were fogging up so bad. I mean, I was breathing heavy, uh-huh. but they were fogging the fuck up. Mm-hmm. It'll probably help when you have your face doogie key on too. Yeah, that should help a little bit. Hopefully, I won't be breathing as heavy. Lunar girl noticed the new tunes. Hell yeah, we uh, we wanted to change it up for uh, order sixty six. Throw something in there that sounded a little fun. So uh, listen and found some stuff on the tubes of you. So. Uh, that's what we brought to the table. Right. Right. So what have you been up to uh, lately, buddy? Actually, we were up to something. We helped build. Uh, well, me and a friend of the show, Ron Old Man Johnson, helped you build a dock, extend a dock, if mm-hmm. you will. Is yep. that the right terminology there, buddy? Yeah, we uh, we or I built a few sections and then the boys came over and uh, made me get wet in the cold ass water. OK, so the water's like, I don't know. 85 degrees. Bullshit. <laughs> what? 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 Uh, the, the water is like maybe 62 It's degrees. a solid 57. Okay. Potato, potato. <laughs> potato, potato. It's a solid 57. It's cold. It wasn't bad. It was It was the kind of temperature that's a little jarring at first, but within a couple of minutes, you become adjusted to it it's not bad yeah no it, it was once i got my foot in there i just didn't want to admit it because i was like my foot was like all right this isn't too bad but then i was like i don't want to get wet mm-hmm. i don't mm-hmm. want to get wet and i was doing everything and then fucking finally there was enough pleading from you you were like it would really be helpful if you were in the water and i was like right. fuck i think i've heard that for the fourth time now i think i should get in the water the really stupid thing was i was gonna try and do it all myself yeah this idiot I, I didn't even get invited by you. I got invited by old man. Yeah. Well, that's because old man Ron Johnson has done this before. Yeah. And he thought you were stupid. And he was like, you should come and uh, hang out with us and build a dock. I was like, okay. Yeah, right. Right. Oh, fuck. So all the guys came out and, and we, you know, we added uh, 20 feet to a pre-existing dock so that uh, we could uh, share a a, a dock with one of our neighbors. I wasn't even dressed for the occasion. I wore basketball shorts, not right. swimming trunks. Right, which doesn't affect shrinkage at all. So no, not at all. Um, a hundred percent. It was, you know, 
is just another opportunity. Thank you for coming. And thank you, Ron, for coming out and helping. Yeah, it was fun though. It was an experience. I learned some things, but I always learn some things mm-hmm. building shit with you. So that's uh yeah. that's fun. My other neighbor that can't fucking stand me was throwing shade the whole time. It was awesome. Oh, just the vitriol. I wanted to do so waterside. many legal things on that dock just because she was sitting there watching. I know. I, I kept spewing like, I wish I was doing this and that and this and this just mm-hmm. to piss this bitch off. <laughs> I, I've never done anything to this woman other than be cordial with her. Yeah. But she just does not Even like so, me. I could hear in your tone. I couldn't hear what you were saying, but I can hear in your tone when she asked you what, what you were doing. Mm-hmm. Nothing but nice. Yeah. Nothing but nice. But she was... Mad pissy. Dude, she was seething. She was there was so much, it was so in the air. You could taste it. It was gross. Her first words were, What are you guys doing down by the water? Down by the water, you sons of bitches. Like, you know, I I live here too, lady. Yeah, like, come on now, settle down. Right, right. It was a good time. Just doing some work. Yeah, it was uh it was fun, man. I I actually did enjoy it. Yeah. So uh yesterday was uh leg day, so I can barely stand today. So that's nice. fun. Nice. Getting back into the, all them physical activities. Uh-huh. Trying trying to not be the pudgy fuck that I've managed to work my way up to in the last seven years. Little eight sausage years. fingers. Mm-hmm. I do have that. sausage fingers. You don't have sausage fingers. Bro, I could get these things stuck in a beer bottle and they'll never come out. That's true. Don't do that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. So maybe you do. I do have the sausage fingers. Wink, wink, bitch. <laughs> right. Right. For sure. Um. What else been going on? I've been fucking, we've been doing my wife. I'll give my wife. She, overhauled. we have not been doing your wife. No, 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 no. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. No, that's not what happened. But uh, my wife has been redoing the bathroom at our house. She like, I, I take hardly any credit for anything other than helping my father-in-law put up the ceiling mm-hmm. and holding the trim up because I don't have to stand on anything. I can literally just put my hand up and hold it in place. So all was good with that, but my uh, my wife did an amazing job overhauling this bathroom. Right, I think she did a great job, and uh, f- especially the structure and the bones that were there. Mm-hmm. She she really killed it, knocked it out of the park, and um, we're just getting ready for Jordan's graduation party on Saturday. Nice, I'm looking forward to it. Should be a good time. Yeah, should be. I'm gonna come over there in my shorty shorts. Ooh, and um, and and I'll carry around a lightsaber as I normally do. You should wear gatherings. some like, shorty shorts and a bright Hawaiian shirt. Yes. Oh my god, who's that? That's cousin Don. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. that's fantastic. Yeah, Brady's cousin Don. Brady's cousin Don. I love it. In the shorty shorts. In the shorty shorts and the Hawaiian shirt. Like those pale. Are those flamingos? I don't know, but it's a lot of birds. Those pale pink ones, like you can only get in Southern Florida. Yes, dude. Mm-hmm. I'll put in a call to my sister. We'll make I, this happen. I think this is definitely important. You know what? My sister makes silkies because of her her brands and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. For the uh, especially for the Marines and stuff like that, we should get uh, escape pod silkies. <sighs> I'll, I'll just wear them in my house. I'll never wear yes. them anywhere else. Yes. Uh, speaking of that, we haven't mentioned it in quite a while. Um, your sister runs a couple of websites. Yes. One of them is bombbully.com. Yes. And the other one is oh my fuck! You put me on the spot. Right. And I wasn't ready. I, I, I said the one that you often remember. Yes, that is the EODstuff.com. EODstuff.com. So check it out. But yep. her bomb bully stuff, she makes leashes and collars. And uh, she just made uh, she just made us a leash. I should post it within the thing and then link her to it. That's a good yeah. idea. Way to yeah. think about that. Um, 
I'm, I'm going to help Rural Farm Boy out. Hold on. He's asked me a question in the chat. What else you been up to? What else have I been up to? Yeah. Oh, man, just steady working, dude. Work has been rough uh, the last couple of days, but today it was a lot, lot better, but it was in turn a lot slower. Oh, he's got things. Like, he's bringing things to the... Rural this Farm is, Boy wants to know, you know, if I had a lightsaber color, what would it be? Oh. It's not the big. It would be red. It would That's be dope. red as fuck. That is dope. Bright ass red. Yes. That's awesome. And now it's shutting down. Sweet. Right. Sweet. Um, yeah, I've, I've been working a lot this week, too. Um, I worked over the weekend. I stayed, uh, I stayed abreast on, and I stayed up to escape pod standards for Loki and the bad match. Good. I kept my, I kept myself up there, but I didn't really watch too much other entertainment outside of that. Yeah. Um, I'm watching a show called sweet tooth on Netflix, which is super strange. Uh, there's a, a massive, uh, virus outbreak kind of like we just had. Yeah. Except, um, when it happened, the all the children that were born after that are human-animal hybrids. Like Whoa. the main character is part deer. What the fuck? I know, but it it like so now like the world is completely fallen to shit, and um, you know, the people are hunting these animal kids. What the fuck, man? It's it's fucking way weird and way cool. What the? They're hunting kids. I can't. Yep. I can't take that. No, I mean, so far I haven't seen anything that makes me go, "Oh, that's gross." I can't right, do that. Right. It's more the, um, they're talking about it. I missed this in the chat. Chantel said, "Work sucks. Adulting sucks." One hundred percent agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One hundred percent agree. Work sucks. Adulting super sucks. What do you want to do when you grow up? I don't know. I just want to grow up. No, you don't. No, don't, you don't. Don't do it, kids. It's a fucking trick. Yeah, take the free ride as long as you can. Sucks. Um, Help me. Oh, here's the other. What, what else am I watching? Bad Batch, Loki. Oh, I've been catching up on Superman and Lois. <gasps> okay, it's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm. I want. I've been meaning to check that one out. It's, so I should add that to the it's list. It's worth your fucking time. I I will definitely check it out. It's you know how people have such reverence for Smallville. Yes, this I'm one of those people. This is much better than Smallville. I'm, a, I'm, I'm so much a Smallville person that I, I haven't finished season ten because if I finish season ten, then, then it's, it's all over. over. Yeah, I can't do it, man. I know a lot of people have that problem. I don't want to do it. Um, but Superman and Lois worth your time. All right. The other show I've been watching is The Nevers. Nope. It's uh, it's super fucking weird, and um. Having gotten you into uh, the legacy of Jupiter, Jupiter's legacy. Yeah. I'm not going to watch this show. I'm not going to tell you to watch the Nevers until I've seen the whole season and there's going to be a season two. Please let me know if there's a season two, if it's good enough to watch um, that. And I, I, I've been keeping up on mythic quest. Are you aware of mythic quest? I used to watch it. Did you? Okay. Yes. Um, mythic quest is great. Uh, yeah. If you haven't watched it, um, it's on Apple TV. It's a show about a uh, software developer. It's kind of like The Office, 
but it happens in a software. Nope. I thought you were talking about a completely different show. Really? Yeah. What are you talking about? There was Monster Quest and then there was Mythic Quest, and I think it was on like Discovery or something like that. Yeah, so yeah, this is completely not different show. This is this is the office, but in a video game software developer. It's it's really quite funny. Well, it's it's pretty damn funny. I'm just reading the chat. Oh, you catching up with the chats? Yeah, backyard Tardis agrees with you. Says Mythic Quest is really. It's quite really, funny. it's really good. Yeah. Good writing. It's funny. I um, it's it's over, but you can binge watch it now on uh, on uh, Disney Plus. I really enjoyed the Mighty Ducks Ooh. Game Changers. I did finish watching that. I really enjoyed that all the way through. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, I didn't. T- it didn't take itself too seriously, but it mm-hmm. still had fun and it still had its serious. It had moments. a lot of heart, though. Yeah, it had a ton of heart, and I really enjoyed it. I'm really looking forward to see what they can do in season two because I really enjoyed this first season. And Is I hope there there's a season, season two. I, I don't know. I hope there's a season two. I hope that wasn't a one shot run. Have you watched the? Uh, but the- then again, the way it ended, it could be, and I'd be okay with yeah. that. They had a, another TV show came out the same time on Disney Plus. Basketball the one with John show. Stamos? Yes. Haven't seen it. Me either. I, I, John Stamos is funny and full and fuller house, but I don't like John Stamos doesn't do it for me. Okay. I'm just saying. Have mercy. Yeah, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I see what you're doing there, but you know. <laughs> You know, I I was never big on um, Full House or Fuller House. I I've probably seen most of the episodes of uh, Full House. Yeah, you know, just my my wife and kids really, my wife and little girls really enjoy Fuller House. Mm-hmm. They they watch it on their own. When that came out, Tisha and TJ like binged it, and I was like, oh no, not for me, and they fucked off. Yeah, I I've watched some of the episodes. I haven't watched the whole seasons all the way through, but I've seen mm. a I've seen quite a bit of the episodes. Yeah. most of it was like kind of a uh, wrapped around the big sister, and I never cared for her even on the old shows. So right, right, right. I was just eh, eh, you know. <laughs> Chantel says John Stamos does it for her, but probably in a different way. And I gather that that's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he he more makes me feel um. Sahara Desert Dry. Lesser of a man. Yeah. He makes me feel lesser of a man. Yeah, he's, Thanks he's, for doing that, John Stamos. Yeah, there's nothing exciting happening there. What are you, uh, you're beautiful. You have sexy-ass hair uh, still. At, at one point, I, I, I think I wanted his leather jacket. Right. But that was about it. No. John Stamos, when I was younger, I thought was cool as shit, though. Yeah. Because I enjoyed watching Full House. In the same way that... I thought he was cool um, the guy from uh, Who's the Boss? Tony Danza. Tony Danza was cool back in the day. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll give him credit for seeming cool. Yes. I'm more identified with Uncle Joey. <laughs> I did too. Uncle Joey's hilarious. Right. And he wore Red Wing shit all the time. I, I knew you were going to pull those Michigan strings. Yeah. Yeah. I always have those. Hell yeah, man. Um, you ready to get into the show proper? Let's do it. I think we should. Uh, you can find us, as always, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all of your favorite pasta, podcasting apps and pasta apps, apparently. Pasta apps, indeed. Um, and check out the Red 5 Network for all kinds of excellent podcasts like Road One Radio, who just launched their new look at the MCU. i seen that. That's next up on the list. Now, I watched that last night. Chantel was watching it last night, I remember. 
Um, nice. And it was good. It was nice. good. Um, they were kind of up in the air about whether or not they were going to pursue it, but it it had a good feel, and I think they should keep. I rolling say, it. I say, I say, continue it. I love all MCU stuff. That's why I said it's on the list. I yep. need to, I need to list, give it a listen to. Yep. But or am I giving it? Is it on? Is it on uh, YouTube? Because I enjoy putting the watch on sometimes. Yes, it was on YouTube last night. Sweet. And uh, they had a young lady. I'm not familiar who she is, but she was. Lovely. I think she's been on their show a couple times, yeah. or maybe they've had a couple different ladies on there. And I'm just confusing yeah. them. She was she was entertaining. So nice. more of that, less of everything else. Nice, nice, nice. Um, and also uh, Star Wars Journey with Ashley and Brandy just did a show last night about or a few days ago about Mando season three leaks. And uh, they released a show just a few hours ago about the kind of the state of the Mandalorian and bad batch episodes four through seven. Oh yeah. I, I really enjoy Ashley and Brandy show. I really enjoy their, I enjoy going on their journey with them because mm-hmm. they, they're limiting their star star Wars knowledge and they're not afraid to admit to it. Mm-hmm. Just like we are. We like, yeah. this is how big we are. And this is like, we don't know everything about star Wars. Right. We like what we like about star Wars. And there are specific things to that. Mm-hmm. And they just like, Oh, I, I love this. And I love that. And I'm, yeah. I love, I love going on the journey with them. I, I, I love watching, um, baby star wars fans yeah um slowly experience well, they're how... not baby star wars fans but they're they're new to the clone wars and sure. they're new to that animated because they're they're old school fans too yeah yeah that, i guess that's not not exactly what i meant yeah be careful buddy don't get me in trouble i don't drag me into your shit for example you've been to the big house yes for people who don't know, that's uh, Michigan's football stadium. It's the largest college football stadium in the country. Yes. Um, the way the stadium is built, it half of the stadium is underground. Right. So it only rises about four stories above ground. Right. So it has this weird effect that other stadiums don't really have where you walk out from the concourse kind of in the middle of the stadium. And so when you when you walk out of the the little tunnel that goes from the concourse to the actual stadium and it opens up, it kind of sucks the breath out of you. Yeah. Like there's there's a part of you where your 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 brain is trying to extrapolate how big the room is that you just walked into. Right, right, right. And I think that happens with Star Wars fans too. When you know they they watch the couple of movies, yep, and then they kind of step off a precipice where they realize how big the fucking world is, yeah, and how deep the rabbit hole really does go, and how deep you can really take it, yeah. Like yeah. you can get, dude, you can get into a YouTube rabbit hole starting out with one star Wars thing and ending up in a completely different star Wars thing. And you're like, how did I get here? Right. And like happened two years ago, um, you went to your first con. Oh, star Wars celebration was my first one. And then you went to another con where you had star Wars, um, cosplay on. Yes. And so you got to experience that there's even a whole nother level of being, intricately meshed in you know the the universe right right and although you weren't asked to be there you become a part of it exactly exactly and everybody welcomes you into it in that way um 
it's just beautiful to watch or, or listen to these, these ladies um, step off that precipice and see this bigger world. And, you know, they start to make the connections of how things are, you know, connected here and there and pulled together and, and like, Oh, you know, it's just, it's fantastic to watch. Yeah. You see this uh roller farm bar says, uh, always got at least two red five network star Wars podcasts, in my playlist each and every day. Yeah. I'm glad we get to be one of them. Yep. Makes me feel good. Yep. Absolutely. Thanks Hell for yeah. listening. Thank you. There are so many great red five podcasts. Oh yeah, dude. Um, and <sighs> if you, if you don't just go to the website and, you know, eeny, meeny, miny, mosum shows, you're going to miss them. <laughs> yes, dude. dude. You're a rhyme around timer. I love it. I love it. Yeah, definitely do that. Heck yeah. Um, if you're listening, this is an audio podcast. Please consider joining us live on Wednesday nights on YouTube at youtube.com slash C slash ATSW, the escape pod, all one word. And uh, please join us at patreon.com search ATSW, the escape pod and search in the search creator bar to support the show and get in on the quarterly exclusive escape crate. Yes. Which I think we have about another six weeks and we'll be looking at another one of those. Yeah. So, uh, um, get more drawings in as a Patreon member, but you can still find ways to get in the drawing by sharing the show. So please, uh, share us, um, share us and tag tag us. us So we, we know, and we'll, um, we will add you or if you buy merch, we yep. decide if you buy merch from the T public store, which we're going to talk about here in a few, um, we'll add those, uh, entries in as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, whatever it is that you buy, like if, if you buy a t-shirt, we're going to give you five. Right. If you buy something more expensive, we'll bump it up to 10. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, stickers. I think will be two. Yeah. Something like, you that. know, but you know, I keep a spreadsheet and then we run it through a randomizer and, and what's cool is, we really give you a good chance to win because if you won it once, you can't win it again within a year. Yeah. But people, it's not like people back out. They still keep their entries. Mm-hmm, they're still mm-hmm. sharing. So you still got to compete with them. And there's a runner up prize. Yeah. If we draw your name again, Hey, we're going to send you a little uh, secondary little thanks for playing. Sorry. We already yep. drawn you twice. You've yep. won twice. Yep. We, in fact, we have to give one of those to Jen and Jess Bolt. I have it in the truck. It's a gift card, a $10 gift card to nostalgia Inc our local comic book shop. And if you're not from here, yeah, like Jen and Jess that. are, yeah, you can, because you can <laughs> oh, order yeah, online. Can. Yes, that's right. And I was going to say, you can order online. I yep. forgot about that. They I love today's a, technology. They have a full online presence. So Hell yeah. So you can order hard physical copies and get them sent to your yep, door. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Uh, please visit our store on tpublic.com. Search ATSW, the escape pod, and make sure that you scroll down and look at all the random goodies like coffee mugs, stickers, and tote bags. In addition to the sweet t-shirts and hoodies, which they're t-shirts. I'm not wearing one. You're wearing I'm one. Wearing one. They're right comfortable, now. dude. Yeah. They are mad comfortable. I like that Heather. Yep. That, oh, that Heather shirt. That's fabric. Is I got fantastic. The, I got Swede Studios one in that. Uh-huh. And that's fan free. Oh, this is just so a good. plain tee. It's a good tee. Yeah, it is. They're nice. I yep. like them. And I, like I mean, I, I tell people this all the time. I did get one shirt where the the image was bad and it came off in the wash or some of it came off the first time in the wash. I emailed them. They asked me to send them a picture of it. You know, then I just popped right in the email and they sent me a brand new shirt. Hell yeah. That's awesome. No questions asked. No, hey, can you pay the shipping? None of that. They're right. just like, we're going to make it right. I love that stuff. 
Uh, before we get into regular shout-outs, you want to get a shout-out in the chat? I definitely do. The chat is already popping. Uh, yeah. Chantel is in the sh- chat. In the chat. <laughs> <laughs> in the chat. Um, Rural Farm Boys in the chat. Uh, we've been in the chat. Uh, Backyard Tardis is in the chat. DJ from Rogue One Radio is in the chat. The Science Fictionary Podcast in the chat. Lunar Girl is always in the chat. Um, my son's in the chat. Uh, who else we got in here? Yeah, around. Yeah. Um, the Use and Abuse Podcast is in the chat. Nice, man. We got a huge presence. Yep. Old Man Johnson in the chat. Dragon Buddy. Josh Katera is in the chat. Um, and our, our normal, uh, or two of our normal chat friends, uh, Jen and Jess Bolt are away on vacation. So they're doing their thing. Yeah. They're going to have to catch up later. That's fine. They have a a young daughter and we say bad words. Yeah. So they can't listen to us in front of her. Right. Right. Cause we use all the bad words. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't listen. Oh no. My girls know that daddy has a, daddy has a YouTube channel and they're not allowed to search it. They that. know what it's called, but they're not allowed to search it. And they can spell it. Believe you me. Yeah. Well, and, and it wouldn't stop me from putting them in a little escape pod t-shirt. Right. It's on half of the stuff in the house at this Dude, point. Dude, I told you about the time that the, the little girl went up to my daughter and says, your daddy does is on the escape pod, right? Yeah. Yeah. My daddy listens to your show, his show. I was like, oh my God, yeah. bro. That's so awesome. I know I told you this, but I didn't tell, uh, I didn't tell the folks out there. Um, there's a, uh, a fella at our shop that listens to the show and him and his little boy uh, were behind me in traffic and I had gone into Coles and they went into Coles and um, they came up to me and he, and he introduced his little boy to me and I shook his hand and he was, he, you know, he like thought we were cool. That's awesome, like, dude. That makes me feel so I, good. I'm in for that. Heck yeah, dude. It's all, I love doing this. Like, like, we got a lot of people in the chat tonight, and that's fantastic. I love that. But, you know, even if we just had the two people, it's still just, it's a blasty blast just doing this. Right. I look forward to my Wednesdays. Yep. Still, 66 episodes in, yep. and I look forward. It's not a chore. It's a highlight of my week. Yeah, it's so good. So good. So shout-outs. First and foremost, always got to give a shout-out to the Sidebar Cantina. That is the mothership. That is Dave and Jason. That is the New Jersey Delphians. That is the homies doing their thing over there. Uh, what was their last episode? Their last episode, they were both talking about um, their oh, anniversaries their in the military. How, how did I fucking forget that? I don't know, but it was a great show. It was a fantastic show. I, I, Dude, I ran my phone dead. I had to run upstairs because I my my plug doesn't work so i have to put it on the wireless charger i put it on the wireless charger so it's still playing then i switched over to my ipad turned my fucking phone off and continued watching and just laid in bed and mm-hmm. I just like oh i was just like it was in high school like like i was on the phone and just hey what's going on i'm doing my little podcast show <laughs> and then you proceeded to not respond to the next three messages they sent you because my phone was hung up and as soon as that show was over i was out dude they went forever they did. It was. They, a long they show. was a long show. Mm-hmm. It wasn't boring. It was just hell. Long. No, it was a long show. It was. It was worth it though. I enjoyed every minute of it. Keep yep. the, You know how I. I've always been with their show. Keep them long. I love it long. <laughs> oh man, I'm so I'm sore. Such, I'm so childish. What did you laugh at? Said I love it long. Oh. <laughs> Uh, you want to shout out the the uh, rest, the rest of our of friends? Them? Yeah, I just want to take a drink. Is that okay? No, because I love it long. Long neck bottle. Long neck bottle of beer. 
What the fuck? Next, he's used and abused with Kim and Scott. They just did their episode on Convoy, a 1978 film. I was not familiar with it, but they're my friends. You never seen Convoy? Nope. It's something else. Trucker clock. Yeah, but see, that means nothing to me. All right. But I still listen because I, hey, I'm doing things. I listen while I can. I try to chime in when they're not, when they're talking about stuff I know. I answered the Eminem question. I had the answer for that, but. I do what I can. That movie is right up there in that um, that hillbilly pantheon of shit you have to watch, like Deliverance. It's like right there. Well, I, I I haven't seen Deliverance either. I know the important scenes, but I haven't seen Deliverance. All right, is that okay? Squeal like a pig boy. Me. <laughs> Next, check out Big Swede's Excellent Adventure and Tactical Swede and Swede Reacts on YouTube and something 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 Swede and. Pre-Swede and Post-Speed, a documentary brought to you by YouTube. Here we see the young Pre-Swede swimming about, <laughs> racing his way. Holy fuck. Wait, what? That's what the Pre-Swede was. <laughs> it was. Our Patreon shout-outs, as always, Scott and Kim Rasmussen, Todd Lovin, Jen and Jess Bolt, Big Swede, Lunar Girl and Dragon Buddy, Richie the King Arm Rooster, Ron Old Man Johnson, Kristen Roscombe, Backyard Tardis, Eric Dub Williams, Philly Dave Martin, and as always, Nostalgia Inc. sponsors the uh, Escape Crate. Hell yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. Thanks for all your support. We really appreciate it from our Patreons. I mean, we appreciate all the support from everybody. Those Patreons, they give a little extra something, and we greatly, greatly yep. appreciate it. It's it's bought our soundboard. It paid itself off. We no longer owe anything on the soundboard. It's bought and paid free, yep. and we couldn't have done that without our patrons. So thank you yep. guys very much. I think a camera's probably next on the list. I think, yeah, we've talked about it. We're kind of putting that on the back burner. Yep. But that is something that we definitely want to look for next. Definitely. We're going to save up pay cash for that. Hell yeah, we are. Yeah. It's movie time. Movie time. It's movie time. Movie time. Yes. yes. <laughs> I fucking love movie time. Me too. Movie time's the best. Uh, the Matrix 4 had a test screening. One view said the Matrix Resurrection screened this afternoon and it is Weird, meta, engrossing, surprisingly funny, and ambitious to a fault. I expect word of mouth to be widely mixed, but people who love it will love it. He later compared it to Cloud Atlas style writing, which I have no. You've never seen Cloud Atlas? Dude, don't raise your voice at me like that. That is very unnecessary right now. Cloud Atlas is a love it or hate it? Tone it down. Cloud Atlas is Thank a you. love it or hate it movie. I appreciate that. Um, it's, it's very long, uh, but it tells this great big grand story that kind of snake eats its tail kind of story. Okay. Um, so is that a good thing for this movie then? Yeah. Okay. Cool. If, That's all I care about. If you if you love well, it was um, it's a Wachowski picture. So right, um, the 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 thing about it is, is you're gonna get a Wachowski picture. And yeah, but I'm just with the Cloud Atlas style writing. I know nothing of, so I'm just saying you somebody referencing that towards this movie, which I'm looking forward to seeing. Is that a good thing? That movie plays like a like a novel. 
Okay. You know, the kind of detail that you get in a novel that you don't normally get in a movie. This movie has that level of detail. Like you'll watch, you could watch it three or four times and you will see new shit every time. I hate Ron. Yeah, you should. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a real dick. <laughs> he is. Yeah, oh, he's shit. a real dick. Uh, new costumes for Shazam and Supergirl re- were released this week. And Twitter kind of uh, had a field day about this. Yeah. Um, I asked you how you felt about them. I thought they looked cool. Did you? Yeah, dude. Like, I really dug the Superman or Supergirl take. I thought that I don't, I'm not familiar with Supergirl, so I don't know if that's ever been a real costume insp- inspiration that she's wearing. Mm-hmm. But I still thought it looked freaking awesome. And the Shazam ones, they just like you do in superhero movies, you update the the costume. And I feel that's what they did. Yeah, I feel like the first Shazam movie, as far as the costumes go, they were like, we want to do something nice, but. We don't want to blow all the money because we don't know if people are going to like this. Right. But this time they spent all the money on yeah. costumes. Nice. And I imagine they, they're going to kind of spend all the money on all the things. Yeah. Um, now, I put that question out to Twitter. I kind of was like, well, what do you guys think? Right. Um, the Scarif Scuttlebutt podcast said uh, they look fine. Uh, we keep seeing that honeycombed fiber on most superhero costumes. The Shazam picks are more finished, I'd say, than the Supergirl ones, which I agree. The ones that came out for Shazam have been through the whole uh, polishing uh, process, you know, right. to make a magazine ready or whatever. Uh, our friend Backyard Tardis says the Sham ones look Shazam ones look fine. Supergirl one looks very uncomfortable. I agree. Yeah. And the fake abs kind of. I didn't. I wasn't really feeling that, but I figure there's something there in CGI that they're probably going to touch upon. Well, that's what I was thinking is, you know, they might not look great in a picture, but when they're filmed, they might look fantastic. Right. Right. You know, there's a lot of things that change um, with, uh, you know, just, you know, looking at it through the lens. I hate you, too. I guess it's it's me and Ron against the world. Yeah, you and Ron are both douches. <laughs> uh, follower uh, Southside Jim said they remind him of that disturbing Satan claymation kids bit. <laughs> what the hell? And Chantel agreed. Oh, that's funny. Uh, it's pretty rough. Um, And then... Uh, Dragon Buddy had said that they all look, uh, or they all have that same look that makes it look like they aren't costumes and capes. They're, uh, they serve a superhero purpose. Right. Right. Um, you know, like kind of like the Flash does, where you're like, oh, this suit is made this way because it needs to be. So it doesn't burst into flames when he runs nine billion miles an hour. Oh, that was about the trolley commercials. Okay. That makes way more sense. What? What? <laughs> the thing about the Satan, oh, Satan kids that? thing. I was like, I just, I, what the hell? I'm, a, I'm here for it, but I don't know if I get it. Oh God. So anyway, uh, that happened, and and Twitter's been all a buzz. So. I'm seriously gonna shoot Ron. <laughs> Dragon Buddy says that you're sizzling. 
<laughs> oh my god! Oh my gosh! The chat is just riding Brady like a show pony. I, <laughs> I don't deserve it. I don't deserve it. Is that what you signed up for? Oh no, it's not. Uh, Chantel says that she has no issues. No, with those I, I don't. I think they look nice. I, I, I think, like I said, they look. The Shazam ones look like an upgrade. Yeah, I think so. And I, I agree with you. They honestly, this the Supergirl costume looks like quite an upgrade too. I'm just not wild about the uh abs and then there's this weird um fabric on the sides i think that's thighs. For, i think that's for the harness the wiring harness for lifting it, for flying it very well could i think have that's been. what that like is like reinforcement and it's for the blue, flying cables it's blue so you can blue screen that yeah like, use the blue screen technology on that yeah that makes sense i'm in for that uh Suicide Squad 2 final trailer dropped this week specifically to yesterday. Today. Yesterday. 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 Yeah. Well, what was your take on that? It looks huge. Yeah. It looks like there's a lot going to be happening, and I'm all in, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm all in for the, the anti-hero, you know, bad guy being good kind of deal. Like, and the first Suicide Squad, I... I enjoyed the first Suicide Squad. Me too. So I didn't have problem with that. So I'm I'm all for this one. I'm I'm I would have liked to see him brought Will Smith's character back, but I'm sure there's a reason he didn't come back, and for whatever reason he didn't come back, and that's fine with me. Well, I'm gonna tell you why he didn't come back. He didn't get the money? Uh because he demanded so much during the last movie as far as screen time and FaceTime and all that kind of stuff yeah. that they didn't want to deal with it. Oh, that's a shame. Because the fact of the matter is, is I, I, I read from multiple sources that he was just on an ego trip. He was like, this is my suicide squad movie. Wow. And you know what I mean? It, he, the way he looked at it was it was him and Margot, and then everybody else was just there to support them. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, they were like, nah, we can just do other characters, bro. Yeah, exactly. That's you know? the, There's enough of them in this, these comic books that have been written there, buddy. Right, absolutely, because there's about five people in this new string that I don't even know who the fuck they are. No, but uh, oh boy, it looks like he's about to carry the Suicide Squad. Yeah. I'm, You're I'm talking about like, Idris Elba? Yeah, I can't pronounce his name properly, so that's why I didn't say it. Idris Elba. El- that's what I meant to Idris say. Elba is, um, is a deity, almost. Oh yeah, like that guy is something. He's a sexy dude. Yeah, he's. We got, can say it. We can put it out he, there. If, he sits there all day looking yeah. strong. If there was a man that I would be like, I'd like to look like somebody. Idris yeah. Elba would be high on the list. Yeah, he would. He might. Yeah, he might crest the list. Right. We don't know yet. He might crest something. He might be my. He could. He, he would definitely be on my people's list of top ten sexiest men alive. Yeah, I would. Just I would throwing it out that. there. Just throwing um, that I out there. I think he might have won sexiest man alive. Probably he probably like three peated. Ooh, I don't. Chantel's excited, and that might be all the three peat that's going to happen tonight. <laughs> oh uh, shit! Uh, Suicide Squad two cast only got the script up until their character's death. I love it. Yes, so that I think that's that's fantastic too. Those those characters like a lot of them know knew that they were going to die early. Yeah. And and the ones that got the script all the way to credits were like, hell yeah! <laughs> they're passing the scripts yeah. out. They're like, this one's for you. This one's for you. 
here's yours. <laughs> like, yes. Mine's only two pages, coach. <laughs> well, you'll be riding the bench. Yeah, you got the special place, Billy. <laughs> Licking the window and the opening credits. <laughs> Kaboom! Uh, Transformer 7 details came out um, uh, just within the last few weeks. Or a few days, I mean. Uh, Transformer 7 is going to be called Rise of the Beasts. Who? Um, it'll pull heavily from the 1990s Beast Wars Transformers cartoon. I said it under my breath. How do you feel about that? Uh, the Beast Wars cartoon thing? Because personally, I feel like Beast Wars is like the least interesting. Can I be honest with you? My extent of Beast Wars in the 90s was smoking a lot of pot hitting mute on beast wars and listening to no limit mystical albums while watching while watching beast wars i think that sounds better than beast wars (laughs) (laughs) like my son has has a little bit of a a reverence for it i know a lot of people who do but i don't it's just the whole like the plot of even the why animation was kind of weird, so that threw yep. me off. It was very metallic. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that was what they were going for, right? Um, but I felt like the storyline. I maybe I was too old. I think I was about nineteen, eighteen, nineteen when that came I out. Was like, yeah, so I was fifteen, sixteen, and I, I think I was too old. Like I was old enough to go. Wait a minute, this and that don't make fucking sense. <laughs> And then, you know, you know me well enough to know if I trip on a pothole like that, yeah. I'm not going to enjoy nope. shit. Nope. Not at all. Because I'm like, what the fuck? You're not even going to address that? Yeah. So, um, I'm that part of it doesn't excite me. But I think that as long as they don't do the same garbage that Michael Bay did to the, the uh, Dinobots, right. they probably could do something cool with it. There's actually a, a little note that comes later that makes me regain hope. Um, so the, oh, in fact, it's this. Rise of the Beast will be, uh, in, or it w- will be set in 1994. Nice. So um, the Beast Wars cartoon, like, happens, like, in our future they go through some kind of time vortex and they end up in our past. Yeah. Um, and this is going to uh, take place post Bumblebee, okay. which happened in the eighties. We're going to fast forward a decade and be in the mid nineties. Nice. So is Bumblebee going to be a part of this? I imagine he better. I imagine I'll be pissed. Um, and, uh, well, I, I don't want to spoil anything I'm going to read in a minute. So, uh, The Rise of the Beast will also bring the Terracons back um, with their leader, Scourge. Yep. So, yeah, I don't, I don't have a ton of uh, give a fuck about that. Yeah. As long as the one um, bee guy uh, or whatever he was that was a Terracon that talked in the little buzz. Yeah. Oh, fuck it. I don't need that in my life. <laughs> I, after the last night, Transformers, the last night. Yeah. I, my, my bar is so fucking low. 
they almost just have to not send somebody out to spill my popcorn <laughs> to make me happy in this movie. Okay, we made it. You know, as, as long as nobody comes up, like smacks my popcorn out of my, and then dumps my pop on my head, <laughs> I'm going to walk out of this movie happy. Hell yeah. Um, I, a lot of people uh, aren't privy to the fact, like I'm, I'm a big Transformers yeah, if, fan. For the for the non live audience, he's showing his uh yeah. tattoos of his Decepticons yeah. and Autobots tattoos. Right, right. I'm a fan. Yes, he likes them very much. But I'm not such a fan of the movies. No, no. Anywho, um, I this this movie's gonna have uh, uh G one Optimus Prime like the end of Bumblebee had. Okay, still haven't seen Bumblebee. You haven't? Dude, the fucking last Transformer movie I saw was fucking horrible. I really didn't have any want to see another Transformers movie. See Bumblebee. Okay. If, if you can't find it streaming, I will let you borrow my copy. Okay. It is um it is a different thing and far and away better than at least the last four movies were. Because okay, I really enjoyed the first one. The first one was good. The second one was pretty alright. Yeah. Um, and then it just got out of control. It, it, you know what? It really went fucking crazy is when Mark Mark Wahlberg was like, "We got a transformer." Yeah, I just, like ah, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out, bro. Sorry, dude. Um, but anyway, and I like Mark Wahlberg. Bumblebee, nothing like that. I'd have sex with him. Bumblebee and Mark Wahlberg. Bumblebee could watch. Fair enough. Bumblebee becomes a Camaro, or first he's a Volkswagen Beetle, and then he becomes a Camaro again. Nice. Like the the so right you're one. trying to tell me to weigh Mark Wahlberg and Bumblebee the Camaro? No, wait a minute. What? No, he doesn't become a Camaro. Maybe he does. He stays a Volkswagen Beetle. What okay. the fuck's wrong with me? I don't know. Now I'm getting my Michael Bay mixed up with my not Michael Bay. Now I don't know if I want to do it with uh, Bumblebee, you, and I still want to do it with Mark you, Wahlberg. You definitely want to be doing it with Bumblebee. I don't know. Mark Wahlberg has some sexy ass tattoos. <laughs> um and then uh Transformers Rise of the Beast scheduled to release July 24th, 2022. All right. Yeah, Chantel. Uh Bumblebee in the first uh Transformers movie or first two Transformers movies are the only ones she likes. Michael yeah. Bay is an ass. <laughs> this is true. This is true. My wife took me to um, the set of Transformers 3. I remember that. I remember you showing all the pictures mm -hmm. on Facebook. Yep. We went to Chicago. We weren't really friends like we are now. Yeah. We were acquaintances back then. Right. And I remember seeing those. I was like, this motherfucker. I thought that was yeah. the coolest shit ever, dude. Yeah. We went to Chicago. She put, or we stayed at the inn of Chicago. I think I was one of those people who goes through the fucking whole feed. Not only do I like the posts, but I liked like every individual picture. Uh -huh. I think I did that on those posts. I feel like I think you did too. <laughs> Cause you had the ones of, cause you had the ones from Chicago too, where they were, uh, skydiving right mm -hmm. you yeah had those pictures I too i was um i was on the other side of the river from the wrigley building when they were skydiving off of that. yeah that was i remember that shit it was cool it was cool shit's blowing up um we we were we were in the lego store when it was in the old location right have you been you've been to the new location right the one by uh american girl 
Yeah. That's the one I've been to. Yep. So the old location was on the second floor. I have four girls, so that's why I know that location. Right. Settle down, people. <laughs> the the old one was on the second floor of a mall on, I believe, the south side of Michigan Ave. And it had, you know, it overlooked the road a little bit. But when you were um, in it, there was like an overhang that was all glass. So you could see down to the street. Right. So I'm, we're, we're standing there or we're walking into the Lego store and people are like staring out the windows and we're like, what the fuck? Are they looking at? And so I kind of get over by the window where I can see, and like I see all the Autobots round the corner and then drive down underneath those windows. And I'm like, that's so sweet, dude. I would have geeked out. It was a cool experience. Knowing your fandom, knowing how much you love Transformers, like regardless if the movie turned out to be great or not great, like still you had to be like, this is badass. It was super badass. That's so cool. That's so cool. It was one of the cooler things I've done. Um, I played with dolls in the 80s because I had a sister. I had a 12-inch G.I. Joe. Luna Girl's trying to call me out. Oh. I had a I had a Duke G.I. Joe 12-inch. Uh-huh. He was a stuntman. My sister had a Ken doll. We used to like drag him behind bikes, throw him in the freezer. Like, oh, we used to do all kinds of weird shit, light fireworks off on him. It was awesome. I don't know where that came from. Mikey says that he turns into the Camaro from the first movie. At the end? Yeah. I I don't know. I don't know. I haven't seen it, so I have to take everybody else. I story. think he's right. Okay. But more importantly, Harrison Ford injured his shoulder on the set of Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. Dude, seriously? Death is trying to kick his ass? And like it's just, just not running. happening. He's just like he's like almost got me. <laughs> almost got yeah, me. Yeah, we thought the plane was going to get him. No. no, no, the shoulder. He's just like no, dude. Yep. No, stabbed through the stomach by Kylo Ren. No, 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 he's not taking it. No, nothing. So good on Harrison Ford to be in almost bulletproof. Hell yeah. Uh, Steven Spielberg's Amblin shuns uh, movie home at NBC Universal. And decides to partner in a movie deal with Netflix instead. There's really yeah. nothing come out about what that's going to look like, but uh, it's kind of a dick move. But it, I mean, business is business, right? Yeah, yeah, business is business. And and when you're somebody like uh, Steven Spielberg, you're like in your twilight anyway. Yeah, do what the fuck you want. Exactly. Well, I mean, you're not like making moves for you know a play for something later. Like you're doing now, now, bitch. Make some good shit though. Bring me some Steven Spielberg. I really enjoyed Ready Player One. Yeah. I just wish it was three movies. And but I, that's I, that's a conversation all in itself that we will gladly have, and we have had. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we have. It was awesome. You I just wish they would have made the book. Yeah, me too. So, yeah. <sighs> it is what it is. But it was a entertaining movie. I've seen it five, six times. It's, yeah, me too. It's great. It's entertaining. I got it on the iTunes. Um, boom, boom. Power up. I'm bad. Video games. Nice. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance released yesterday. Early reviews look good, but imply that it is a much better game when played with friends. Right. So is that co-op couch style like you were speaking of? 
So right now it's only co-op online. Nice. As far as I know, it's up to four people in your group. That's it. Yeah. That kind of sucks. No, it's a, it's a typical party. So it's you and four more or you You and and three three more. more. I don't like it. It's a typical um, Dungeons and Dragons party. I'm just saying. Um, You could have done with more people. But they're saying with with one of the early updates, you're going to get couch co-op. So you can literally sit in a room with your friends and play. play. Nice. Um, It's not going to happen, but you know how I feel about that. I just think couch couch co-op is dead. I I think that couch co-op is dead for most of us. I think couch co-op is alive in certain individuals' households. I think it's unnecessary in a time where we got headphones and mics and we're yeah. still talking. Yeah. We just we're just doing couch co-op from over there and I get to use my whole 65 in TV. Exactly. That's why I don't think real couch co-op exists. I I I mean, I'm all for it if I'm I'm all for it being available. I'm down with it too. Um but, you know, I don't particularly need it. Uh two new DualSense controllers uh, have come out in a couple of new colors. Uh, We've already covered this, dude. Did we? This has been in video game news before, but keep on oh, for the people. You know what? That That's true. I forgot. But now they're actually out. They're, okay. not, they're not pre-order. You can go buy these. Nice. Oh, there's one in Cosmic Red and one in Midnight Black. Nice. Because you were talking about the Midnight Cosmic Red one, but you said that you want to wait to see if they come out with the blue one. Right. And and so far, um, my one that came with the console is lasting so long, I don't need a second controller. You should just customize your own. Get one in all blue with, like, yellow buttons and shit. That would be dope. What I should do is I should find somebody who makes custom uh, controllers and then have them make me some escape pod overlays to put over top of it that'd be even cooler be super sick it's so awesome i really think you should read this no one. no i want you to read it i think what? this one's for you though. my my blood's already boiling just fucking you read want it. me to read it yes read it fetty wap partners with video game focused on cannabis and blockchain what the fuck <laughs> I, I I want somebody to tell me, A, why we need a video game about cannabis and blockchain. Right. And more importantly, of all the people that you could bring in on this project, why Fetty Wap? <laughs> I mean, I, I guarantee you 40% of the people that are listening to us right now have no idea who the fuck Fetty Wap is. Oh, I think it's probably bigger than that. You might be right. I think it's probably way bigger than that. So let's call it 60%. <laughs> yeah. I've never heard this person's name. Yeah. And I you, I am not qualified to say whether or not someone is a good or bad rapper, but Fetty Wap sucks. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not going to get into a rap battle with Fetty Wap because I would lose. But right. Fetty Wap is not a good musician in any way, shape, or it's form. It's true. It's um, true. And whoever he has produced his music, not good. Blah. Blah. Why the Blah. fuck? You know, like if Dr. Dre came out and said, let's make a video game, or Eminem was like, let's do a video game. Snoop Dogg. Hey, 
Let's do a video game. Ice Cube. You know what? I'd like to make a video game. Fetty Wap? Nah, bro. Ain't nobody got no time Snoop for that. Snoop Dogg should make a cannabis game. That would be fine. In some way or capacity or form. I think maybe Fetty Wap could be involved in a video game made for Android. About trash. That you buy for $1.99 and everything is like 8-bit pixelated. Yeah, it's just awful. Otherwise, let's just fucking skip it. Yeah, we don't need that. We don't need that. And now it's time for Sports Talk with your hosts, Dangerous Don Juan Dominuch, beautiful Brady Lovin, here on the Escape Pod. So, uh, I don't, is this the only news we have? No, we got two things. Oh, nice. All right. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about the second thing. Uh, Raiders defensive end, Carl Nisbib. Nis- I even looked it up. Nizib. Nizib becomes first active NFL player to come out as gay. Yeah. There it is. Good on you. Hell yeah. It's Pride Month. Way to do it in the Pride Month. Too. Right, right. So it's good timing. Um, and, and honestly, um, fo- is good time. football is one of the most manly. Um, yeah, like. Like oh, hyper manly sport. Um, you know, everything's about fucking pain and get the fuck out of my way, kind of, you know, and I love that about football. But let's be honest, that's not exclusive to heterosexuality. No. Like, like in fact, um, my wife and I are friends with um a lovely lesbian couple, and she is a or one of them is a football coach and used to be a woman football player and she is a beast nice hell yeah like I, at this point like her knees don't even work and i still wouldn't want to fucking tussle <laughs> with her fucking fuck you up <laughs> you know what i'm saying and i've seen down. i've seen these women you know play in videos they're fucking fierce yeah yeah so let's not pretend that you know any any um sexuality or or male or female has anything to do Right. With how fierce you are as an athlete. Right. So let's just drop all the fucking pretense. And, and apparently, hey, done a good enough job making the fucking NFL. Right. Boom. Right. Boom. So, you know, if, drop. if it's not about the playoffs, let's yeah. not fucking we talk about we it. We can't talk about it. Yeah. Because we're not talking about anything other than the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. Everybody can just be themselves. Why? Yeah. Why? Why throw a fit? I'm not. I got to tell you, I seen people on Twitter throwing a fit, and um, I'm just like, Egh. it's because it's Twitter. Tw- Twitter's corrosive. Twitter, Twitter, Twitter is Moss Isley. There is, is not a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. It is true. It is true. Um, so this is the other big sports news that came out this week. I mean, it's big to us. Uh, the Supreme Court. Uh, has ruled that athletes do, in fact, qualify for compensation. Um, schools recruiting top athletes could now offer tens of thousands of dollars in education-related benefits. It also includes study abroad programs, graduate scholarships, uh, stipends for paying for everything from fucking underwear to taking their girlfriend on a date. Nice. You know, because like I was talking to my dad about uh, yesterday, uh, these athletes give everything to these programs. Right. And then they, you know, have to do shit like wear underwear that's got holes in them because they don't come from a family with money that can pipe them money. Right. 
and they're not getting paid shit. Right. And they're eating and then, at the commissary at school. Yeah. And then they do something like, remember our Mark, was it Marcus Lattimore for the South Carolina? He blew his knee out. Mm-hmm. And like, what do you have after yeah, like, now that kid was going to be like a number one projected draft pick. Yep. Now he's got nothing. Now he's got nothing. Yep. I mean, he made it to the NFL, but his career was like nothing. Right. He, he never. He might have got this $750,000 check yeah. at the beginning. Yeah, and, but he never recovered from that. Yep. Yep. Happens and to a lot of it, players. He gave, it, he gave it everything, and I think they should yep. get something. Yep. I don't see anything wrong with um, being able to, uh, you know, give a, a player some money, you know, to take care of whatever he's got to take care of, this or that or the other thing. It just has to be fair and equitable. Right. I don't want to see a world where a school like, say, Michigan can um, basically outbid a performance package for a kid that should be probably going to Boston College. Right. Because right. it's not fair for a big school to take away the only talent that, you know, a small school would have. Yeah. You know. I, I'd like to, uh, you know, avoid shit like that. Yeah. But, you know, if a kid's a good enough player and Nike wants to offer them a deal, let Nike offer them a fucking deal. Yeah. Well, and it's like the school sell, they'll sell the jersey for, you know, quarterback number eight. Yeah, it doesn't say number eight's last name. It just is quarterback number eight. But you know who the fuck quarterback number eight is. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah, doing sneaky shit like that. No, yep. no, yep. no more. It's, no more. It's time that the, that kid, you know, if you're an elite quarterback, they want to put your name on a jersey, you should be getting a fucking slipper that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm you with know. you, brother. I'm with you. So anyway, uh, all that being said, uh, the case does not decide whether students can simply be paid salaries for their benefits um, for the year. So that's all to be figured out later. Yeah. But they're definitely going to be able to be financially rewarded in in other ways. Thanks. Um, nice. So, um, th- and, and this is uh, proposing that this these kind of monies could be measured in tens of millions of dollars for universities, which, you know, okay. Right. But, you know, the big fear is, uh, does this destroy the um, virtuous nature of college football? Which I don't believe that that's what it is. Right. I don't believe that we're protecting the institution. I believe what they're doing is they're, um, they're trying to protect the enslavement of, or the indenturement is a better word of these kids. Yeah. And all these kids are doing is fighting with everything they got for their shot. Right. Right. And that's not going to change because you slid them in a, a, you know, six, $700. These kids are fighting for their lives. Yeah. They're, they're fighting for their, the, the future that they've worked so hard for. You're not going to fuck up the integrity of the game because you slid the kid enough money to go to dinner and a movie. No, no, you're not. No, you're not. So that being said, that's my big fucking soapbox rant about this. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You ready to get into the bad batch, buddy? You Uh, need another beer. Yeah, I need another beer. You go grab a beer. I'll pour this drink and uh, I'll start talking about the bad batch. Ah, the bad batch. Episode 8, The Reunion. 
directed by Stuart Lee and written by Christian Taylor. The Scrapper Guild informs the Empire of the Bad Batch's location, and Crosshair is sent to kill them. Hunter and the gang stay on Bracca to scavenge what they can uh, in order to get out from underneath Sid's debtor's prison. And, uh, you know, it's kind of clever how uh, she got them ensnared in that little... Oh, yeah. Yeah, you fucking owe me. And you're like, wait a minute. I just got here. Right, right. Uh, Concerned that Omega will not return safely, Lama Sue hires a second bounty hunter to retrieve the girl. Crosshair cuts the Bad Batch off from their ship, so they attempt to escape through the cruiser's ion engine. I was reading the chat. Oh, yeah? yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, they're they're talking about football now. <laughs> uh, Crosshair pins them inside and uh, the engine, and then they, um, uh, because tech restored the power yeah. um, for the ship, uh, they turned the engine on. Uh, but the Bad Batch uses ex- explosives salvaged from the cruiser's armory which they were going to use to sell. They were going to use to sell to get out from underneath Sid. Um, Crosshair's injured by the engine, which I think is fantastic. And he gets all bandaged up, man. Mm-hmm. He gets he gets the whole like the respirator, Darth Vader the, looking deal going. Yeah, the the imagery that they used was very. Uh, um, the word that's coming to mind is purposeful, but deliberate. Yeah, yeah. Um. With the batch split up, Hunter and Omega are confronted by Bounty Honey. Let, 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 let me start that off. Bounty Honey. Bounty Honey. She's a sexy bounty honey. Mm-mm, yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> With the batch split up, Hunter and Omega are confronted by Bounty Hunter Cad Bane, who shoots Hunter in the chest and kidnaps Omega. When the rest of the group catches up, they carry the injured Hunter onto the ship and make their escape. That was awesome when they carried him up and the visual was through his yes. helmet mm-hmm. that was dope and they they kind of shot the whole thing almost like it was out of a video game yeah dude that was sweet i really enjoyed that it, part it was like a cut scene in a in a video game. yeah that shit was awesome now i've gone on record before and i'll do it again uh, i'm not a fan of cad bane i i feel like the aesthetic of the character is bizarrely like dirty hairy kind of it feels wonky to me i like him i know a lot of people really do i i think my my biggest problem is the hat and it's it seems dumb to me but it is dumb something about something about the hat that is uniquely from a time past in a galaxy that's not even relevant to this one but it's a galaxy far, far away. But you you don't see that look anywhere else in the universe. And I think that's the thing I don't like about it. All right. I'll give you Dave from work. He wears those fucking fedora hats. But I see other people. Who? However, however. No, you don't. Yes. yes it, it's not always a good look. But I do. Like my buddy Big Joe wears a fedora. Looks good on him. I think Dave pulls it off. I'm just saying. You don't see that weird cowboy look right. anywhere else in the universe. Cad Bane. It just seems like it's so fucking out of place. 
And I, I just don't dig it. Now, am I willing uh, for Dave Filoni to, over the next few episodes, teach me I'm fucking wrong? Yes. I'm in for that. What if they brought him to live action? It might be good. Yes, dude. But the hat's stupid. <laughs> it's, what if he wore a sombrero? It's the hat and duster look. He looks like Doc Brown in, in uh, Back to the, Future, Back to the 3? Future 3. I love that look, man. It's fine in the Wild West. It is. It's silly in the galaxy far, ga- far away. Yeah. No. It's yes. great. No. no. <laughs> I disagree with you. Yeah. Lunar Girl's right. Slimo. <laughs> I disagree with you. Um, I like I said, I am I've been wrong about characters before with the proper development. You've been wrong about whole cartoons before. True. Cad Bane has no character development so far. So far. He showed up as this thing, and we're expected to accept it whole cloth. Chantel says Star Wars is a space western. It is. It is. But the clothes aren't. Bullshit. Get out of here. There's, you know, if they would have um, tried to make that look fit in with the rest of the stuff you see. Like, I think that you could have been creative about it and make it look. I disagree with you. <laughs> like it belongs in the star Wars universe, but that they, they just didn't, they just were like, you know what? Uh, leather trench coat. Dave Filoni hat. always wears a cowboy hat, dude. He is Dave Filoni. Exactly. That is Cad Bane. Cad Bane is Dave Filoni's <laughs> character. And it is fucking obvious. Oh, Jesus. Like I said, I'm, I'm, Interested to see if uh, they they flesh out the character in a way that makes me go, you know what? I was wrong about that. I hope they do. I'm, I'm definitely I'm I'm here for that if that's what's going to happen. But where I stand now, and after Clone Wars, didn't he show up in um Rebels? Rebels for a minute. I can't remember. I'm not going to pretend. I was just, every, every time he was on screen. No, the last time he was in, it was in Clone Wars. Okay. Every time he was on screen, I was like, this is just, it just feels forced. Yeah. That's that's a good Star Wars pun. Didn't even mean it. <laughs> um, Easter eggs for this episode of The Bad Batch. Uh, Lama Sue hired Fennec Shand. Uh, conversations between Lama Sue and Nala C. Uh, on Camino, it's revealed that he is the one sending the bounty hunters after Omega. Yes. And uh, by extension, the Bad Batch, in an effort to uh, get her back, which, if I remember correctly, is it Lama Sue that s- sent her away? Yeah, but now he wants her back. But it's it's Nala C that's trying to get him back? Yes. Or is it Nala C that sent him away? Center away. There's too much taku foo. <laughs> taku foo. And I don't know what's going on. Uh, Cad Bane is one of those characters who almost never shows up to do. <laughs> I didn't write that. Okay. Okay. So you can stop your bullshit right now. <laughs> you know where I was going with that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cad Bane is one of those characters who almost never shows up to do anything but make the protagonist's life harder. But you can't help but like him. His appearance is probably going to be bad news bears, but we can't not quietly hope that whatever he does is super badass. One of the leading bounty hunters in the galaxy, Cad Bane has briefly worked with characters like Aurora Singh and IG-88 and done battle with Obi-Wan, 
and Anakin while taking high-profile jobs from the Huts. That was another thing that uh, I didn't like about Cad Bane in Clone Wars. Right. He, like, faced off with these incredibly powerful Jedi. He's incredibly powerful. But it didn't didn't come across by his actions. You know, it seemed like, if anything, he kind of got lucky a few times and got away. Like, he didn't do battle with. He, like, made it out alive. Yeah. So, but it's framed as such that he was a formidable force, and it just didn't play that way for me. It's because of the cowboy hat. You can't get it's past it. It's the fucking cowboy the cow- hat. If he didn't have a cowboy hat, you'd be fine. If he wore a baseball oh. cap, you'd be like, this guy is cool. I feel the same way when I see people, like here in Michigan, when I see people in cowboy boots. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? I see it all over the place in Michigan. I know. I'm like, it's, we're not, we're not cowboy boots. This well, isn't Tennessee. Are, some people are, dude. They rock the boots, man. They're like, yeah, these are comfy. I just slipped these bitches on. They're not. Com- Have you ever put on cowboy boots? Do, do not- I look like the kind of fucking person who would wear cowboy boots? <laughs> they are not comfortable. There's not a single fucking thing about a pair of cowboy boots oh, that's comfortable. No, there's no. I look at them and I'm just like. Sheesh, that looks uncomfortable. Yeah. And that's what I say in my head. Sheesh. The people who say cowboy boots are comfortable can also take off their cowboy boots, walk on a hot tin roof, and be like, this is good. This is all right. It's good. Really it feels good it. on my toes. Yeah. Ooh, nice. Fucking weird. Yeah. Can't get into it. It's Michigan is not cowboy boots. Let's just leave it at that. But there are people who wear them. They're wrong. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, man. Loki, episode two. Yes. The yes, variant. The variant. Directed by Kate Heron. Should have never done this. And written by oh, the with the pumpkin seeds. Yep. Yeah. Once you start or start, you can't stop. That's why the pistachios are over there and I'm not touching them. Fuck. I'm I'm gonna throw this one back. This is gonna be the last one. I'm gonna take a swig in a minute and I'll be fine. I'll be <laughs> fine, man. I can get through this. It's written by Alyssa Karas That's a tough, tough last name. Uh Loki joins a TVA mission. Uh, to the site of an attack by the variant in 1985's Oshkosh, Wisconsin, but derails it by stalling and attempting to bargain his way into a meeting with the timekeepers who created the TVA and the sacred timeline. Mobius convinces Renslayer to give Loki another chance. Right. Would you have given him another chance? No, probably not. Probably not either. You're like, fuck this dude. Mm-hmm. Um, after researching TVA files, Loki theorizes that the variant is hiding near apocalyptic events throughout time where their actions do not affect the timeline. Loki and Mobius confirm this possibility by visiting Pompeii in 79 AD before deducing that the variant is hiding at the superstore rocks cart during a hurricane in 2050, Alabama. Loki, Mobius, and... TVA agents are ambushed there by a variant who possesses the bodies of several locals and TVA agent Hunter B-15. The variant reveals herself to be a female version of Loki and rejects his offer to overthrow the timekeepers together. I knew it was getting, I knew it was fucked. As soon as I seen the one start fucking talking and shit, I was like, yep, possessed. That's some Loki tricks. That's some Loki Mm -hmm. shit right there. Mm Mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, you need to get the fuck out of here. Yep. But they didn't listen. They didn't. Well, you told them. I told them, and nobody, nobody cared what yeah. I had to say. 
You know they filmed that before you spoke. I, I figured that out after the fact. I was a little disappointed. Yeah, fucking time is a weird Sons thing. Bitches. TVA. It's wibbly wobbly. It's all wibbly wobbly. Uh, she sends the stolen activated reset charges to various points along the sacred timeline, creating numerous branch timelines and throwing the TVA into disarray. She teleports away and Loki follows her. Yep. This this episode um, for me was stronger than the first one, which oh, I thought was really good. It was really good. Um, I'm I'm after after two episodes, I'm super stoked about where this is going. Oh, me too, dude. I'm beyond like, and I, I still have, it still has some of that mystery that WandaVision had for me. Mm-hmm. Like WandaVision kind of like, wait, what's going on here? And I still have some, like, I think like in WandaVision, I never thought I had it figured out. Right. And, and this, I kind of feel like I have it figured out and then I don't have it figured out. Right. Yeah. This is, this is a pretty deep pond. And I think this, the writing is much more masterful than even WandaVision was. I love it. I love it. Um, as far as Easter eggs goes, the Renaissance Fair takes place on April 12th, 1985 in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Why Oshkosh? Uh, because that was the place where legendary Marvel writer-editor Mark Grinwald, the man who is the basis for Agent Mobius, was born. Nice. I've I seen that somewhere else. That's awesome. Uh, in the TVA Nexus event report, we learn that TVA agents are called Minutemen because, because, of course, they are, right? Why not? Yeah. Got to be called Minutemen. Definitely. Um, running off the Josta gag that started in episode one and continues here, uh, the TVA consumes discontinued food items as well. Uh, we have a Baco Juice box. Do you remember Baco Juice? No, I have no... Um, Baco Juice was uh, on the shelves from about 1990 to 2003. It was marketed as, as a juice box for grown-ups. <laughs> Definitely don't remember Baco Juice. Baco Juice. And there's probably people out there who remember that shit. I don't. I'm not sure that I've ever had it, um, but it does exist. Yeah. Not anymore. Well, it did it exist. It did exist. At one point, there's a very... There's a very visible 372 in the background of the TVA library. Thor number 372 featured an early Marvel Comics appearance of the TVA, as well as the origin story of Justice Peace, who we still think Hunter B-15 is based on. Well, not me, because I have no fucking idea. Yeah. I don't know shit. Yeah, These I don't are know just either. Easter eggs. Um, I'm, I am kind of digging that uh, Hunter B-15 character. Right. Um. I think that uh, she's a great actress and she's really like kind of doing something. Right. Um, so I'm interested to see what happens with that. And then if, if she becomes her own greater character, that, that could be cool too. Nice. Hell yeah. Uh, Loki tells the TVA hunters that uh, where the wolf's ears, wolf's teeth are near. Uh, the first glance, at the first glance, this is just a charming Lokiism in which he uh, celebrates how cool and dangerous his variance is. Uh, it also, however, is homage to the real Loki of North mythology. That Loki uh, has some latent Lupine characteristics uh, to the point that he fathered the, the great wolf, Fenrir. 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 
That's a tough word to say. Fenrir. And you know where Fenrir is uh, um, been used as a uh, uh, a summon in um, Final Fantasy. That's my first exposure to that. Oh, I have no exposure to it's, that. It's just a giant wolf. Yeah, and I love wolves, so that's cool as shit, but I have no exposure to that. <laughs> Hunter B-15 notes that the events of Roxcart represents a Class 10 apocalypse. It is interesting that the TVA recognizes multiple severities of apocalypses as the apocalypse is supposed to be a singular event, the end of the world. If the Roxcart hurricane is a Class 10, then the TVA's classification system must recognize Class 1 as the most severe, since this is relatively mild as apocalypses go. It is also worth noting that similar classification systems for tornadoes and hurricanes both go up to only Category 5. Nice. Yeah. That's um, a lot. That was a lot right there. Yeah, it's a lot. Uh, I thought that was interesting, though, that there was this storm that was supposed to be a Class 10. And m- my first uh, instinct was to think of, like, you know, like a hurricane or yeah, yeah, tornado or whatever. Five was like the limit, and yeah, like what a ten must be. Um, so I don't know though about the whole one being the most severe in this. Yeah, we don't know. Or, We're not sure. Yeah, I'm so scared. you know, I, I'm assuming. Uh, I'm I'm looking at it like if a class five hurricane wipes out part of Texas. Then a class ten might wipe out all of Texas. That's what I would think. You know what I mean? Like its whole entire path. Yeah, but I I'm still thinking that we're probably a long way away from a global destruction event that might be like a class fifty. I don't know. Who I'm, knows? I'm just pulling that out of my yeah. ass. I don't know anything. We don't know shit. Uh, Lady Loki uh, isn't new or all that surprising as there is a precedent for Loki taking on a woman's form for at least the last 15 years in comics. Uh, but it also might not be Lady Loki after all. Sylvie Lushton, uh, Lushton was a regular human living in Broxton, Oklahoma, uh, until one day she sort, shortly after Asgard re- reappeared over her hometown following Ragnarok, uh, long story short, Loki gave her powers just to fuck with her. So <laughs> That's messed that. up. Yeah. That's messed up. Yeah. So, I, you know, I don't know what you're going to do with that or not right. do with that. I don't know. I think uh, it's probably time that uh, you empty the Corona tank. It's probably. Hello. This is George Decay reminding you, Don and Brady, for your mid-show pee break. Oh my, may I watch? <laughs> Wang. Nostalgia Inc. in downtown Jackson is your one-stop shop for comic books, graphic novels, tabletop games, supplies, and tons of other super nerdy stuff. They have everything from your favorite superhero comics to all the latest manga and horror graphic novels. Superman, Spider-Man, The Avengers, My Little Pony, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, My Hero Academia, Star Wars, and Batman are just a few of the familiar titles you will see while browsing through the store. And don't forget to check out their back catalog. And for all your tabletop needs, Nostalgia has the largest in-stock selection in the area of Dungeons & Dragons books, miniatures, and more. 
As well, they have the latest Magic the Gathering and Pokemon card game releases. Store hours are currently 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday through Friday. So come to downtown Jackson and get nostalgic at Nostalgia Inc. What's up, everybody? This is Big Lovin' and Don Della Snooch. We wanted to take a minute to tell you how to get more from the Escape Pod experience. Become a Patreon supporter and you will get lots of bonus content, including movie reviews, videos from Comic-Con, behind-the-scenes content, and more. But even better, Patreon supporters get extra entries into the quarterly drawing for the Escape Crate. The Escape Crate is full of great stuff like t-shirts, Funko Pops, stickers, mugs, and other random goodies. The higher the membership level, the more entries per month you'll earn you also can receive one entry per episode you share on social media so if you have a couple extra bucks toss us some we will use it for covering the cost of hosting the show paying for booths at cons and equipment upgrades thanks Thanks for for all the the support support. and And now now back back to to the show and i'm back not brady though (laughs) ah I hate that fucking thing. <laughs> Mask is talking <laughs> shit tonight. Some nights it don't say shit. Tonight it's all talk. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Fuck that thing. I used to love it. I still fucking hate it. Yeah, well. Sometimes uh, sometimes you gotta love it. Sometimes you gotta hate it. It's true. It's true. <laughs> anyway, we, uh, we are gathered here today. Yes. To talk about Order 66. A very sad time. If you're a fucking Jedi and rebel scum. Yeah, definitely. Um, I was just telling you earlier uh, that uh, I got real, like as I was kind of studying for this show. Yeah. Like I was watching videos on YouTube and shit and I got super emotional. Yeah, dude. There was like a point. I was like, when you watch all of these deaths, like in succession. Yeah. It gets you in the, right in the field. And then some people put music to it. Like they got music outside of the music yeah. and you're just like, you f- mother yeah. fuck. And they, they weave the bad batch into it and they mm-hmm. weave the revenge mm-hmm. of the Sith and the and clone wars playing just, that sad ass m- music that they play in the, uh, animal abuse <laughs> commercials at 3 a.m. Sarah McLaughlin shows up and you're <laughs> like, what the, the fuck just happened? An angel. <laughs> Like, not Obi-Wan. Oh, God. All right. So it went down like this. Order 66, also known as Clone Protocol 66, was a top secret order identifying all Jedi as traitors to the Galactic Republic and therefore subject to summary execution by the Grand Army of the Republic. The order was programmed into the Army's... uh, clone troopers through behavioral modification biochips implanted into their brains, making it almost impossible for the clones to disobey the orders um, to uh, destroy the Jedi generals. The Kaminoan scientists who designed the clone troopers believed it was only to be used as a contingency protocol against renegade Jedi. Jedi. Cheddar Jedders. In secret, Order 66 was the means by which the Sith intended to bring about the long-awaited fall of the Jedi. Somehow our names are switched. Somehow that happens. Uh, during the Clone Wars, the Sith agenda was progressive, uh, progressing relatively unnoticed until premature activation of Order 66 resulted in the death of General Tipler at the end, 
in or at the hands of CT5385, also known as Tuff. Tuff. A defective clone whose malfunctioning chip caused him to turn against the Jedi Order. His Jedi officer. Yes. Furthermore, he discovered to an extent Supreme Chancellor Sheev Palpatine's involvement in the conspiracy and attempted to assassinate him. Fives told what he knew to his Jedi superior Anakin Skywalker, but before the clone could prove it, he was killed by clone shock troopers of the Coruscant Guard. The plan continued to pace for the remainder of the war, although the Jedi High Council had grown increasingly wary of Chancellor's motives. In 19 BBY, a group of Jedi Masters sought to arrest Palpatine upon learning uh, his true identity as a Sith Lord Darth Sidious. What? 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 Spoilers! Yeah, sorry guys. That uh, I sh- We should have warned you that spoilers. Um, when their efforts failed, Palpatine used the incident to frame the Jedi Order for treason and as such directed the clone army to execute Jedi commanding officers in accordance with Order 66. Fucking ridiculous. Fucking ridiculous. Across the galaxy, thousands of Jedi were killed by their own troops, while the Chancellor's new apprentice, the Sith Lord Darth Vader, led the 501st Legion in a direct assault on the Jedi Temple of Coruscant. And the kids. Yeah, that's fucking... That's crazy, dude. Dude, it's just... You gotta think about that, man. Like, you've been fighting on the grind with these fuckers, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden they just, like, turn their guns, these fucking stone-cold killers, and just blast your ass. Right. Yeah, That you know, when you, when you watch it... um. When you go back and rewatch it, th- you can see that the artist that drew the um, the uh, cartoon versions of these things, like painstakingly, uh, uh, drew a look of betrayal on these Jedi's faces. Yeah, and you know you could see like see it wash over the these Jedi, and you're just like, oh, jeez. What did that fucking moment feel like? Right, right, right. Uh, Even after the initial onslaught, Order 66 stood and all Jedi, even people who might be trained as Jedi, were to be killed on sight. Sidious would go on to consolidate his reign as Emperor of the Galactic Empire, ruling for decades until the prophecy of the Chosen One came to pass. Marking the end of the Sith rule and the restoration of balance in the force by four ABY. Anybody who doesn't know what uh, ABY stands for, that's either it's it's BBY before the Battle of Yavin or ABY after, after. the Battle of Yavin, um, which was the uh, basically the culmination of um, Return of the Jedi. So let's get into the Jedi that we lost. Return of the Jedi, I thought it was Empire or New Hope. The Battle of Yavin? Yeah, because Endor is in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, I think you're right. Is yet you know what? You might be right. Mm-hmm. It happens. Okay. I reject everything that I just said. It's okay. It's okay. Either way, uh BBY is before the Battle of Yavin, and ABY is after. There you go. That's all you should have. You should stop there. 
What'd you say? You should stop. What'd you, you should stop. You should. You should. I tell you what, you should stop. You should stop it there, you son of a bitch. See, <laughs> even using abuse agrees with me. Yeah. So you know it's real. That battle of Yavin is the new hope. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you for pulling my foot out of my mouth. Yes. Um, the Jedi. Whoa. That, whoa. What happened? The Jedi we lost in canon. Yeah. Yeah, that's mine because you switched the names. Yeah, it is true. You, to to protect the innocent. It is you. Yes. It is you. It is true. It is true. To protect the innocent. It's, it is true. Kaya Mundi was shot by troopers on Migeto, overwhelmed by blaster fire. Ayla Sakura, she's shot in the back by her own clone troopers in Revenge of the Sith. Plo Kloon uh, is piloting a fighter at on Canto Nemoidia, uh, when the clone troopers uh, following his lead received their deadly instructions from Darth Sidious, and then they dropped back and destroyed uh, Clune's ship. Boom, 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 boom! You know, um, there's a, a, like a whole group of people on the internet that um, Plo Clune is, or Kloon is their favorite fucking oh, yeah, Jedi. Dude. Yeah. Yeah, I believe it. And I just want to know what about the... They just love the dude. What about the droid invasion on the Wookiee? What about the droid invasion on the Wookiees? I don't know. You really should think about that. I think so. Um, Stas Ailey's death scene is featured in Revenge of the Sith's Climax. Uh, she's the Jedi riding the speeder bike on the planet Saluchi. Saluchimi. Nope. Okay. Salachami. Salakami. Alakami, fair enough. Alongside several clone troopers who swiftly dropped back after receiving their orders and shooting her speeder, sending her crashing into a tree. Yeah, that was pretty aggressive, dude. That was pretty aggressive. They backed up and they were, boom! Right. Pretty aggressive stuff. And this is where, this part's where I start getting emotional. Yeah. Uh, Depa Balaba and her apprentice, young Caleb Dune, are in the outer room with their clone trooper allies when Order 66 commences, but the duo manage to fight back. Ultimately, the numbers prove overwhelming, forces Balaba to sacrifice herself to save her Padawan. That Padawan was Caleb Dune, like I earlier said, later known as Kanan Jarrus, who would go on to become a major character in Star Wars Rebels and train Ezra Bridger, the homie. Which... I, you know, to be perfectly honest, after getting all the way through Clone Wars and then watching Rebels, Rebels is by far my favorite. Rebels is awesome. Rebels I, is my favorite, too. I think of all the Star Wars con- content that's not in the movies. Rebels. Rebels. Yeah, dude. It's awesome. It's so good. It's so good. The, you know, once you get to the end of it and the things that happen at the end of it happen, the overarching... Um, story arc that they built. Yeah. Good Chef's stuff. Kiss. It, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, uh, what happened? What happened to the bottle over there? It is. I can't get to my lighter. Sindralic, uh, I believe it's Beanie and We Marilix mastered. Uh, I'm not entirely sure who these people are. Whoa. Um, Master Dralig is flanked by Beanie and Wee Marilix. Marilaro? Yeah. Marilaro? Marilaro. Okay. Malaro? 
Malro, uh, two human Padawans who are also stationed on Coruscant. Uh, Beanie is a female and Malro is a younger male. All three characters are shown to be defeated by not being able to change the page. Uh, by Anakin, Anakin, Anakin in a hologram that Obi-Wan watches in horror. I remember that. When he's stab. Right. He's fucking people up. Yep. That's yep. that's and, basically what's and Obi-Wan is becomes like seriously upset. Yeah. He hey, he watching his young homie, his little brother, like mess some stuff up, dude. Kill kill some probably some people he taught some lessons or some yeah. shit. You yeah. know what I mean? Yep. Absolutely. Um, and then uh Shock Tai. Shock T. What'd I say? You said Tai. <laughs> Shock T. Uh, she's killed by Anakin during Yoda's force vision. It's true. There's actually two different versions of her death. Right. Yeah. But the one of Yoda's force vision, I guess, makes it canon that that's the true way yeah. it happened. Um, Zet Jukis death is seen by Bail Organa, which might have confirmed the true gen- genocidal nature of Order 66 to the Alderan leader and ensured his future loyalty to the Jedi. Mm-hmm. That was um, another one that I, I just rewatched, and I almost forgot was in one of the films, but that young Jedi Padawan coming out and just wiping out a couple of clones and yeah. dancing all around, yeah, yeah. and then and ultimately you know who going that was? down. Mm-hmm. That's George Lucas's son. Oh, is it? Yep. That his son's name is Jet Lucas. Oh, Zet Jukasa. Nice. So I like we'll, it. We'll play on words there and stuff. Mm-hmm, All mm-hmm. kinds of good jazz. Is it still me then? Yeah, that's another one. <laughs> Zor's Bandim and the younglings were cut down by former Jedi Anakin Skywalker, now dubbed Darth Vader. It's unknown how many future Jedi and current Jedi Anakin killed that day. Yeah. That's pretty fucked up. Yeah, when you think about it, like, because, I mean, we see him, like, approach the kids, but that's about all we see. Yeah, he does some but he does. Shit. Yeah, he, I, from from what I've heard or read in, in some of the, you know, comics and stuff like that, he worked his way through the temple. Yeah, to get to that spot. Yeah. yeah he's a sick bastard. Yeah, like, the kids were, like, the icing on the cake. That's fucked up. He yeah. threw the little candles on the cake and he just smothered them. <laughs> yeah, it he wasn't just, just the women. He just put them out. But the children, too. Yeah. yeah. Shut um, up, you little uh, Character by the name of Hulik, which I'm, I have no... Uh, I don't know who the fuck it is. Let's just put it that way. There you go. Uh, his story is told through a, his niece's conversation with Luke Skywalker, uh, which was revealed as a plot um, was once, oh, which was revealed in the plot that he was uh, once saved by Anakin. Interesting that he would be uh, later disbanded by Anakin. Uh, After being shot by his clones, Hulick managed to get his own self home, but he perished by the time he landed on Rhodia. Oh, what a waste. What a fucking waste. Yeah. Uh, Jaro Tapal, the duo are on board a Star Destroyer when Tapal senses impending betrayal from the clones on board. Similar to Depa Balabla and her Padawan, Tapal and Cal manage to cut through some of their opponents, but 
the more senior of the Jedi is eventually forced to protect his less experienced charge with his life. That was a, a thing that kind of kicked me in the knackers because I have not played through that part <laughs> yeah. of Fallen Order ruined. yet. That got ruined for you. So I'm like Spoilers. watching it going, this is Fallen Order. Why is he so young? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was i mean it's cool i'm looking forward to when i get to that part of the game right so i, I mean it didn't ruin it for me it's still good to watch yeah. when you're enthralled in the game it's still fun to watch uh chiata and morsef are a pair on board of a star destroyer but crash landed after a dog fight with separatists shortly after landing on the planet zepho order 66 was executed and uh Chetta's troops engaged her and Mesef in a battle. Damn, that's fucked up. Uh, you know, once again, I don't know much about that. I think it has something to do with the game because of Zepho. Zepho's yeah, in the Zepho. game. That's fucked up, though. Yeah. I'm just saying. Um, I'm allowed to say that. You are. That's cool. There were a few Jedi who survived. Do we want to talk about that? Let's talk about a few of them. Like uh, the most obvious, Obi-Wan Kenobi and Yoda. Yep. Um. Ahsoka Tano, Kanan Jarrus, Quinlan Voss, and Jocasta New. But I think in the comics, doesn't she get fucking killed by Vader? Yes. Um, she ends up because she's like the keeper yeah, of she, the, the, the archive. Yeah, of the archives of all the shit. And she, <laughs> she essentially escapes with um, the intact Jedi archives and she's hiding away on some planet and uh, Vader tracks her down, fucking mercs her. Yeah, he does. But I think um, she even gets a copy of the archives to one of her students who gets away. Yeah. So I think the Jedi archives survive. Well, some of the stuff does. The 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 list of all the the kids I think survives. Mm-hmm. What she had, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. I don't know what the in- Inquisitorius is. The Inquisitors. Oh, okay. They were fallen Jedi anyways. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they yep. were fallen Jedi. So. so they had to be Jedis to fall in the first place. Yeah. And uh, Kakruok? He was from the infamous issue number three from the Darth Vader series. Oh, that motherfucker. Yes. Oh, I remember that issue. You yeah. were upset. Yeah. Well, I eventually was given, I was gifted it. So it was pretty sweet. So we were, we were getting this, uh, comic book run the first series of darth vader. the first darth vader series when they started making darth vader's darth vader again comics again and we all got them uh one two three four you know all the way through but for some reason uh issue three didn't make it into brady's pull list at the comic book shop i was before i could knew i could have a pull list oh is that what this it was? was it was before so i had to get it when i was going and for whatever reason, I you didn't pick it up three. when we went there. Okay. So then this this one comic book, um, out of like a 24 comic book 25, run. 25. 25? Yeah. 25 books. This one comic book is worth more than all of the other comic books in that entire run. Right. So right. the one comic book is... it introduces a new Jedi that, and a new character that's never been in the comic right. before. Right. And so Brady couldn't get his fucking hands on this book for anything what less than twenty bucks. Yeah, because I wanted the first run of it. Right. I didn't want a second run. You didn't want a second I had, print. I had the first run of all of them. 
So I think it was his birthday or Christmas or something. Um, I had been doing some digging and I found somebody that had one for a reasonable price. And <laughs> I, I positioned myself in such a way that uh, Brady got it for his birthday. And I appreciate that, buddy, because I still have that comic. I don't get rid of my comics. Yeah. Well, I, I think I ended up selling that whole run. I know you did. I didn't. And I think I got enough money from selling mine that it made up for you. <laughs> good, good. I'm happy for you. It all worked out. Um, so, um, you know, we don't bring that up very often, but me and Brady are um, avid supporters of our local comic book shop. Yes, absolutely. Um, and we both we both feel like it's super important that you support small business in your town. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and uh, and so one of the things that we're excited about going to ScarifCon next month. Yes. Is we will be there to support a small business. Yes. In Chicagoland. Yep. Um, that, that's ha- hosting this uh, comic book show. And that is uh, Alley Cats Comics. In, yes, Chicago. in Chicago. So if you're anywhere near Chicago, make the pilgrimage into town and support that comic book shop. Hell yeah. Just like we support Nostalgia Inc. And Nostalgia Inc. supports us back. Yeah. Because you're not going to get that from DC. Like, Chant- Chantel says Miami sucks. I don't think we have comic books down here. What? That's awful. That's wrong. That's not good. That's wrong. Yeah, I like your emoji. It's it's mm-hmm. it's it's mm-hmm. on point. Yeah. I, I really feel bad about that. I think that um, I think there should be comic book shops in every town. There should be, but I know that that it's not. You know, there's there's some places where it just doesn't. There's just no comic. It doesn't books. float. It can't stay above ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, unfortunate. So there, there you go too. If you are in a place where there isn't a comic book shop, you need to find other nerds like you and band together and demand that from your community. Hell yeah. I got, Someone I will rise to the challenge and open a comic book shop. I hope so. I hope so. Definitely. So support your local businesses, especially comic book shops. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. We support ours. I got a pull list for like every Star Wars comic that comes out. I got a pull list. I'm, uh, I'm like, when it comes out, I don't think I do the Star Wars adventures. I did. I got I the first those. three. I think I got the first three when they first came out. And then I was like, nah, stop. Yeah. Well, that makes me feel bad because I haven't read them yet, and I have. I have. I tried. I tried reading them. They're just they're for younger kids. Yeah. Well, you know that that's great because I know some younger kids that need comic books, and I'm I will just be like, here, here I got this for you. Here you go. Yes, there you go. Yeah. That's how you make uh, future uh, geeks. That's the way to do it's it. It's like man. planting a geek seed in a child. A geek seed. Hey, little dork. Here, here let, you go. Let me plant my geek seed in you. Don't tell nobody. Shh. <laughs> You didn't get these from me. That was really wrong. That was awful. It was awful. You guys want some candy? <laughs> Here's some comic books. Oh, we're the worst. Um, everybody, make sure that you like this video. Uh, hit us with a five-star review anywhere that you find this. Do we have any, any um, reviews? I don't think so. But um, like my buddy here was saying, if you put a five-star, if you do an any-star review, for that matter... I will read it live online. Nope. Where are the reviews? Uh, 
Nope, we don't have Rural Farm Boy was the last one to give us. Oh, uh, and we talked about that last show. That last show. So Chantel, if you'd like to give us a review, you can give us an iTunes review. Yeah, I don't know if iTunes is your your way. Give us a two fingers up review, or um, you can leave us a review. We've decided you can leave us a review on uh, our Facebook page, The Escape Pod, ATSW, The Escape Pod. Leave us a review there. Let us know it's a review, and we'll read it live online. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, we're opening it up, you know. We'll just we're doing it to to inflate our egos. Yeah. Even if it's on Twitter, you know, we have a lot of people that follow us um, through Twitter, but then they don't show up, uh, you know, in YouTube. What's up, Hector? Whatever. Hit us up on Twitter, and you know, add us on Twitter, and uh, we'll read that too. Yeah. Hell yeah, we will. Good to see you, Hector. Um. Anyway, like. Reviewing the show anywhere that you're going to go ahead and do that helps people find the show. Um, and the best way to spread uh, the love on a show like this is word of mouth. Yeah. Tell people you know. Tell them all about it. Tell them where to find it. And, uh, you know, it's great. It's, it's, you know, but, uh, the, you know, these things just don't grow on their own. No, they don't. No, um, we really, We really appreciate you sharing it. Yeah. So definitely. if you can get us out there, like it was great having Chantel on board tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. It was great having her in the chat. We we continue to want to grow, and we're always going to engage with those new people, and we're not going to forget the old people. We're right, going to continue right. to engage with everybody we can as long as we possibly can. Yep. And like Lunar Girl asked us if she, if we minded her sharing stuff earlier. You know, if we put it out on social media, it's shareable. Chantel says she's the Twitter queen. She's the Twitter. She is. Um, she is ruling Twitter right now. <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen it in person. Nice. Uh, make sure that you subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Um, you know, we saw a huge bump this last week in what was going on on uh, the podcast platform. So the people that are out there, you know, getting us that way, man, thanks. Um, yeah, we appreciate it. Definitely. We Brady, really appreciate it. Can you tell these folks where they can find you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at lowercase o zero capital B I G underscore capital L O V I N zero lowercase o. And once again, that's on Instagram and Twitter. Um, God, tell them where they can find you, buddy. You're going to be able to find me at Jetfire1979 on Twitter. And uh, I'm Dallas Nooch on Instagram. Hell yeah. You can find us and other great podcasts on the Red Five Network at redfivenetwork.com. Hell yeah, you can. And there's a lot of great shows there. Fantastic stuff out there. Always something to feed in your ear holes. Yeah. And, t- and to the point where there's, I have like 20 shows that I'm behind on. Like yeah. I gotta, I gotta put in some serious potting. It's tough. It's tough. I've stuck to a couple. I gotta keep going with them. I just like the host. I like what they say and do, but it's tough to keep up with them, man. Mm-hmm. Like there's a huge library and that's fantastic. Yep. I'm glad to be a part of that network. Yeah. It's a fantastic network. It's good stuff. So, thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you next time. May the force be with you. And go blue. Go blue. Oh, my God. I got to piss. And now I got these headphones in my ear. Yeah, that's a whole other step, buddy. it's another level.
This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit redfivenetwork.com.